You know the old saying, selling like hotcakes? What does that even mean? What is a hotcake anyway? They should change it to selling like Hondas, because right now, Hondas are selling faster than ever. Probably because they're so rugged, long-lasting, and fuel-efficient. And if you want one, you should get to your local Honda dealer right away. Check out the eight-passenger pilot, or maybe the adventurous passport. But you gotta do it fast, because Hondas are selling like, well, Hondas. New models are arriving now. Don't wait. See your local Honda dealer today. Our next program was transcribed from an earlier broadcast on Mutual. again, Mutual Don Lee brings you the thrilling adventures of the Shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. You know, friends, there is no better buy than a United States government savings bond. Consider its advantages. It is the safest investment in the world. It will never be worth less than you pay for it, and it grows in value with each year, paying you back at maturity $4 for every $3 invested. Not only that, if an emergency arises, your bond is easy to redeem. You get back what you pay for it, plus any interest that has accrued. So here you have the prize investment in the world, the safest investment with the best return. Remember, you can buy U.S. savings bonds through the regular payroll savings plan at any bank or post office. Buy U.S. savings bonds and hold them. But now, the shadow. The shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Bride Wore Black. Cranston. Mr. Cranston speaking. Mr. Cranston, I have a long distance call for you. Go ahead, please. Hello, Lamont. This is Phillips. You remember me? Phillips? Yes, of course. This is a surprise. Lamont, I'm at my family home. You, you've got to save me. I'm losing my mind. Wait a minute, old man. Calm down. What is it? I know about your work, Lamont. People you saved. There's something horrible happening here. You, you've got to get me out of here. Hurry before it's late. Where is your home, Phillips? Well, it's... It's... Phillips! Can you hear me? No. Stop that again. Keep away from me. Phillips, answer me. Hello. I can't stand anymore. Keep away from me. Lamont, come quickly. Get me out of here. Lamont, this can't be the right road. Nothing but mud and swamp water. We'll never get through tonight. The road the villagers told us led to the old Phillips mansion, and I checked with the college. Oh, that's right. You were in college together with Philip Roommates for two semesters. 
Oh, he's a heck of a swell guy. One of the smartest in school and most popular. Yes, I remember reading something in the society column when he got married. Uh, he always was very old Southern family. Uh-huh. Planned on restoring the old family home down here for his drive. What are his people like, darling? Oh, funny. Now you mention it. Well, I really don't know. Hmm? His parents are dead, but aside from that, I don't ever remember us mentioning his family at all. Well, I... Can I well, this is the end of the road. So I see. Well, I guess I was still back in school. Look ahead there in the car light. One of those white stone slabs. Looks like we've taken the road leading to the family burial ground. Oh. Well, that's a lovely infant, darling. Yes, isn't it? Well, at least it proves we must be somewhere near the house. <laughs> Darling, we're hopelessly stuck. You mean we have to wade through that stuff? There's no other way. No, wait, I'll oh. turn off the car lights. You take the flashlight. Well, I'll get the luggage. Okay. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I'm sunk in mud nearly up to my knees. Well, hang on to me and let's get out of this hole. Oh. The house must be up ahead beyond this graveyard. Oh, I guess so. Come on. Come on, something alive squirming down here. Swamp rat. Oh. Uh, that kick did it swimming away. Now, right, come on. Oh, Walking over these graves. Hold the flashlight steady. Yeah, but... What's that? I don't know. Raise the flashlight. Come on, it's a huge man. And he's waiting toward us. There's blood on his face and body. Go. Go. Run away quick. What's the matter with him? Go. Go the swamp devil gets you. Are you all right? Yes. Yes, I'm all right. Look, darling, he's fallen. Face down in the swamp. Oh, Lamont, it's so horrible. His body's all cut and bleeding. Yes, darling. Look. Look, the water's alive with squirming, swimming little animals. Red. Swamp, red. Oh. I'm hurry back to the car. I can't run. I'm going down in the mud. Grab onto me, darling. They're off the left, Lamont. They're off the left. Wait. Oh, look, they're swimming away. Oh, oh God, Rocky, that's scared me, I guess. If someone's coming, I can see a beam of a flashlight through the tree. Well, thank goodness you came. What are you doing on this property? I'm Lamont Cranston. This is Miss Lane. We're trying to reach the Phillips mansion. Have you seen a big manservant out here? Yes, we have. Shine your flashlight down there. Yes, he did. Is that why you had the dogs? You were looking for him. Poor Jesus. The swamp rat's got him. Your servant? The last of the Phillips' old servants. Grandson of slaves. Something happened tonight. He ran away. Something happened? One is wise not to ask questions in this land of death and decay. I advise you both to leave now while you're still strong and well. well I'm afraid that's impossible. Our car's stuck in the mud. Are you staying at the Phillips mansion? Yes, I'm Dr. Sharp. I've been the family's physician for many, many years. I know what I'm saying. Please leave here at once. Do you have any means of getting us out, Dr. Sharp? No, I, I guess you'll have to stay. We'll put you up overnight. Come with me. Well, here we are. I'll show you upstairs to your room. Oh, it's a tremendous old place, isn't it? It must have been beautiful in those days. Nothing stays beautiful here, Miss Lane. The swamp land is messed. Here are your candles. Last night's storm put out the lighting system. 
Well, I'd, I'd like to see my friend Phillips before we retire for the night. I'm afraid that's impossible. I've given him drugs. He's a very sick man. He'll sleep until morning. Well, what about his wife, then? His wife? Haven't you heard? I know. I, I haven't seen Phillips since we were both in school. Young Phillips' bride died shortly after they arrived. Died? What happened to her? Nobody knows. Like every living thing here, she just wasted away. Sounds as though we're due for another electrical storm tonight. Uh, if I can use the telephone, I'll call the village and get someone to pull my car out in the morning. The phone's down the hall in that little side room. But first, I'll show you to your rooms. I'd like to retire. Oh, very well. Come on, darling. As soon as you've made your call, I advise you to stay in your rooms. Things happen here tonight that it's better you don't see. Come, Dr. Sharp, you don't mean ghosts. I'm a scientific man, Mr. Cranston, and not easily taken in. I've seen a figure roaming these halls at night. A woman in a bridal gown and veil. Not in white, but in black. Are you saying that that's Philip's dead wife? That I don't know. She wears a heavy black veil over her face. Somebody's tricking you, Doctor. There's no one living in this mansion but Phillips and me. Now that Jeffus is gone. Don't tell me you haven't tried to catch this girl. Yes, I have. It's impossible, you see. I've come really quite close to her. But she always disappears. Here, these are your rooms. This is yours, Miss Lane. Thank you, Dr. Sharp. This is next door. Thank you, Doctor. Would you like to telephone now? I'll go down with you. Uh, no, Dr. Sharp. I believe I'll wait until morning. I didn't mean to frighten you. But don't leave these rooms. Perhaps by morning, Phillips will be well enough to see you. I'm well enough now, Dr. Sharp. Phillips! Lamont, Lamont, you've come. Phillips! Get me out of this house. Come back with me, Philip. You're sick. Come to your room. No, let me go. Lamont, take me away before it's too late. Take me. I've given him sentence. He doesn't realize what he's saying. Lamont, you must save me. You, you must. Here, let me help you get into his room. I'm in charge here, Mr. Cranston. Please don't forget that. I'm sorry, Dr. Sharp, but this man is ill. You shouldn't have come here. You both must leave at dawn. Remember my warning. If you value your sanity... Don't leave these rooms tonight. Margot. Come on, darling. You asleep? Oh, no, darling. I haven't even tried. Come on. But where have you been? I've been fighting. I went to your room just a little while ago, and you were gone. I went downstairs to the telephone after Dr. Sharp and Phyllis left. But you said you'd wait till morning. I wanted to throw Dr. Sharp off guard. Oh. found something interesting, Margot. I found the telephone all right, torn out from the wall. But you said Phyllis called you. That's why the phone went dead. Oh. You know, there is something you've done this house. I would... <laughs> yes. I-, I thought I heard it before when you were downstairs. But I... It's in the hall. Come on, please. Come on, please don't open that door. Here, Margot, quick. But... It's dark in the hall. I, I can't see. Oh! There, on the flash of lightning. The figure of a girl. Yes, I saw it, too. She's dressed in black. Stand back. She's passing the door. There's a black veil over her face. It is the ghost bride. Dr. Sharp was right. We'll soon find out, Margot. Come on. I want to follow and see where she goes. I can't see her anymore. The news is faded now. There, in that lightning flash. She's at the end of the hall. Hurry, Margot, run. 
Where is she? I can't see her. She's disappeared. There's no one here. Come on, what's happening to us? Is this place driving us out of our minds? No, Margaret, there was a bride wearing black. Look, I have proof. What is it? Something she dropped on the floor. Look here. What? It's a bride's bouquet. Yes. A bride's bouquet, Margot. Of decayed dead flowers. <laughs> Have you ever thought about the day when you will own your own home or start your own business? Have you given thought to how best to provide a college education for your children? There's one easy answer. That's to buy U.S. savings bonds. These are the same bonds you bought during the war. The only difference is in their name. Instead of war bonds, the Treasury Department calls them U.S. savings bonds. They pay the same rate of interest, you receive $4 at maturity for every $3 invested today. And in case of emergency, U.S. savings bonds can be readily and easily redeemed. U.S. savings bonds, like war bonds, can be bought on the payroll savings plan or at any bank or post office. They are the same bonds you prize so much because of their high rate of return, their easy conversion to cash if needed, and their guaranteed safety. Yes, the best investment in the world today, the best investment for your own future, is U.S. savings bonds. Buy them and hold them. And now, back to the shadow. Forced to spend the night in a decaying old southern mansion belonging to a friend, Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane follow the mysterious figure of the ghost bride who wears black to have her disappear in a blinding flash of lightning. Yes, Margot. Bouquet of decayed dead flowers. It does prove this. Our bride is no ghost. I don't know yet, darling, but I know someone who does. And I'm going to make him tell the shadow now. <laughs> there is no sleep, no rest for you, Dr. Sharp, in this house filled with fear. Who's that? Who's in this room? Voice of the shadow speaks to you over the storm. Ghost? <laughs> it can't be a ghost. No more a ghost than the bride who roams this house clothed in black. You've seen the bride? Who is she, Doctor? Who is this woman dressed in black? I don't know. I won't tell you. She's a ghost. Let her alone. There is proof she is no ghost, Doctor. What's that? Something dropped onto the floor. A bridal bouquet, Dr. Sharp. It's hers. Young Philip's dead wife. You lie. No, it's the truth. She brought it here with her after the wedding. Kept it until she died. You attended her during her illness? I did all I could for her. I sat with her until the last breath, when the sun's last rays fell across her bed. In the new room, she'd learned to love so well. The sun's last rays. New room she'd learn to love. What do you say? Thank you, Dr. Sharp. Now the shadow knows where to find the bride in black. <laughs> Margot. Oh, 
What did the shadow find out? The location of the room where Philip's wife died or was supposed to have died. Does the talk tell you? Without meaning to. Come down the hall with me quickly. The last rays of the sun. That proves the room is in this wing facing the west. The new room she'd learned to love must be the one room I noticed they'd restored. I saw the new woodwork and windows as we came up over the hill tonight. Well, and it's down at the end of this hall here where the garden black disappeared. Yeah. Save your life. Yes. 
Yes, I'll tell you. But who? Miss Betsy, tell. He is a mad, fiendish devil. Much madder than I. I'll tell you his name. Ah! Come on, I've gone blind. There's something wrong with my eyes. That bolt of lightning struck the coffin. Take it easy. Take your hands from your eyes. Oh. I guess so. It's better now. No, Margo, keep away from that coffin. Come on. Oh, Miss Betsy. I didn't want you. Look. Look on the floor beside the coffin. That's the harmonica. Yes, I believe it is, Margaret. Let me see. Darling, look. Look at this. Oh, for goodness sake, that's a wire attached to the coffin. It's leading out to that window over there. Yes. It leads up the side of the house. That bolt of lightning was no accident. You mean this woman was murdered? By a wire from the lightning rod grounded on this metal coffin here. There's a killer in this house, Margot, trying to wipe out this whole tragic family. And you think that your friend Philip might be next? Yes. Come quickly, Margot. He's the only member of this family who's still alive. This is his room, Margot. Well, Philip is still safe. He's safe on the bed. Phillips. Phillips, wake up. It's Cranston. Phillips. I don't think he's sleeping, Lamont. He's in drugs. Phillips, can you hear me? Oh, Lamont, let him stay here. Don't just stand there wasting time. He'll sleep for hours, but come on. Dr. Sharp is at home. There's no answer. Light under Dr. Sharp's door. Look, the window's open. Yes, he's gotten away. Come on. Come and get me. Where's that voice coming from? Look, down there, Margot. Yes. Yes, there's a man running towards the swamp, but Dr. Sharp, a man, and he's escaped. Come on, we've got to stop him. Oh, we'll never find him in that horrible swamp. I know a way. What are you doing? Taking Dr. Sharp's coat. We'll let the dogs lead us to him. They'll follow his scent. I've got to come along, darling. I can't leave you here now. There he is, just ahead. I saw him running, just then. What's the matter with the dogs, Lamont? They're running around in circles. They seem to be puzzled. They've lost the scent. There he is, across the clearing. Yes, I'm waiting. Come on, Lamont, hurry. Wait, don't cross that muddy path. Walk around. Lamont! Lamont, it's just right there. I'm thinking here. Too late, darling. Pulling me down, too. Shadow tells the story of your no, guilt. No voice can stop 
cried when you knew there was to be a child. It would have gone mad, like all the rest. Yes, I killed her. And Davis, too, when he found out what I'd done. Now there's one left. And I kill him tonight. Your killings are over. Oh, no, you can't stop me. I'm too clever for that. I'll run away now, and I'll be back. Keep away from that window. him as the shadow just now. Oh, you got it. Where is he? Just a moment. Is he all right now, Dr. Sharp? Dr. Sharp? Yes, Mr. Cranston. I gave him a hypodermic to make him sleep until the police get here. But, Lamont, that's your friend Philip Langer. Right, Margot. He was our insane killer. But I thought Dr. Sharp was... I mean... I don't blame you, Miss Lane. I'm afraid I did behave pretty strangely tonight. It was partly my fault that... All this happened. Well, I don't understand it. Well, you see, I'd been the Phillips family doctor for a great many years. I knew all about Miss Betsy and her strange, demented son. I realized that Phillips was upset about the strain of insanity in the family, but I had no idea how dangerous his condition was until a few months ago when he called me late one afternoon to say that he... he just killed his wife. She wasn't quite dead when I reached her, but I couldn't save her. Phillips made me swear that I would never reveal the murder. I don't know why I promised. Perhaps it was because the family had always been so close to my heart. But I did. I helped him bury his wife in the family graveyard. I was afraid to return to my regular practice after that, so I just lived on here and tried to protect them all from the rest of the world. I kept Phillips drugged as much as possible. When you and Mr. Cranston came, my only thought was to... Get your way as quickly as possible before you learn the truth. Yes, but Lamar, it was Phillips who called and asked you to come here. That was part of a very clever plan, Margot. Phillips was becoming more and more afraid of Dr. Sharp, afraid that he would someday tell the truth. So he decided to kill the rest of his family and plant the evidence to make it look as though Dr. Sharp was the murderer. That's why he called me, so that I would come here and be a witness to condemn Dr. Sharp. Then you mean that that whole telephone call was saved? Right. And that gave me my first clue, incidentally. When I tried to call into the village last night, I found the telephone pulled out from the wall. With the others of the family living just in the upper rooms, no one could have done it but Phillips or you, Dr. Sharp. You'd offer just before that to let me use the phone. Yes, Mr. Cranston. I'm afraid Phillips was far madder than any of the people that he tried to save from madness. He was the maddest of all. Of all his pitiful, tragic, lost family. <laughs> of people are still buying bonds through the payroll savings plan. The payroll savings plan is being continued by your government at the request of both labor and management. Here is the easy way to save, to provide that substantial nest egg for the future and to make money at the same time. For U.S. savings bonds, pay $4 at maturity 10 years from now for every $3 invested today. Enroll on the payroll savings plan and start saving so that you can own your own home or provide a college education for your children or have the means to go into business someday. 
And if you don't work in a plant where the payroll savings plan is in effect, make it a weekly habit to visit your bank or post office. You can always buy U.S. savings bonds at either place. Buy them and hold them for your own future. And now, the shadow again. <laughs> 